Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, in the meantime, after eight years and hundreds of millions of downloads, the podcast My Dad Wrote a Porno will be coming to an end. The final three episodes will be released between now and Christmas and will feature, finally, an interview with the dad in question, known only by his pen name, Rocky Flintstone. Jamie Morton is the son and one of the hosts of the podcast. Jamie, good afternoon to you. Hi, how are you? Not too bad. Now, th- I suppose for people who aren't uh, familiar with it, would it be fair to say that your father starting to write pornography was a kind of a retirement hobby? That was exactly it, yeah. He was a builder from Northern Ireland, indeed, and he uh, decided in his retirement to start writing a novel, which actually I was quite up for until I discovered that it was, you know, erotica. And then I was like, ooh. That's yeah. not a great look, Dad. <laughs> he had written books before, though, hadn't he? Kind of non He had. He'd, he'd, yeah, and some, like, travel guides and things like that. This was his first kind of big statement piece, though, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and it well, t- tell us an outline, because how many books are there now? Because they are real books. Yeah, they are. I mean, he, I'm, I'm never quite sure how many he's written. We've read six of them on the podcast. Um, but I think he's up to, like, books. 10 or 11 now and they're all about a woman called Belinda Blumenthal who is a sales director at a a pots and pans company uh, which is obviously the sexiest industry you can imagine to write about Uh, and she (laughs) basically steals pots and pans that's it Um, and she basically goes around the world selling pots and pans and has an awful lot of fun along the way now and and I suppose the first note even if you haven't read page one what's notable Mm. about them is the incredibly long titles of each book Honestly, I mean, it's almost like he's cramming every single part of the book into the title, just in case no one ever reads the book. Which, yeah. actually, thinking about it, it's probably quite a sensible idea, <laughs> given that they aren't the best written books in the world. <laughs> now, and and uh, how did your mother react to this? I mean, is it true he kind of had to write them in a shed in the garden because she wouldn't let him in- into the house with this smart? <laughs> yeah, she was like, look, you can write them if you want, you know, I'm not going to tell you what to do with your life, but just don't write them here. And so he built a kind of, basically a glorified garden shed that he calls his pavilion. Uh, and that's that's where he wrote the books, yeah. Yeah. And the, the, and, and plot-wise, is, or is there much of a plot? Oh, come on. You can't use the word <laughs> plot with these books. This is the problem. Nothing happens. Although, actually, as they get further down the road, actually, he does try and incorporate, like, a spy element to them. And... And it's just delicious because it just all, it, it goes from being really bad to just downright farcical. It's, it's, it's just hilarious. Blessing. Yeah. And, and now, I mean, obviously the, the, the final podcast will feature an interview with him, but why porn? Did he ever give any indication with there's so many genres he could have? Uh, well, this is it. I think he, <laughs> he'd heard about the success of Fifty Shades of Grey which he calls 50 Colours of Grey because he does that much research into the prospective <laughs> career that he's going into. Um, and, uh, and he just heard that E.L. James had become a millionaire through writing erotica that nobody thought was particularly good, right? Mm. So I think he, he was like, well, if she can do it, I can definitely do it. Uh, turns out, yeah, he couldn't really. Oh, right. Okay. Had you read his, any of his previous work? I mean, is it, is it just porn that maybe is, is constraining his, his, his abilities or, or is he... <laughs> Not a great writer, maybe. It's a great question. I actually haven't 
read any of his other stuff. Maybe I should. Maybe that stuff's amazing. Yeah. Maybe, you know, it was the porn that tripped him up along the way. Yeah. So when he, uh, when you first read any of this work, had he completed a novel even at that stage? No, so he, well, I I think he had actually written it, but he only sent me the first three chapters, um, which I still am like, why did you send your son the pornography that he's been writing? It's a very extraordinary life choice. Um, And I was so (laughs) just flabbergasted. And then I read it and and it was so funny that I just couldn't help but share it with initially with my with my mates and then they loved it so then we decided to make a podcast about it yeah because it's you know one could think that maybe there's a kind of you know it it comes from a tradition it's kind of benny hillish it's kind of end of year stuff yeah absolutely it's got all of that kind of yeah carry on that whole vibe about it absolutely yeah so and and so where he he sent you a bit of the book. Was he looking? Was he genuinely looking for feedback, or was he, you know, the way sometimes people just want? That was great, Dad. Absolutely not. He totally did it to wind me up. I, I like <laughs> he did it to play with me and to really screw with my head. He's he, he's the biggest wind up merchant on the planet. My dad, he's brilliant, um, and which has kind of made me feel slightly less guilty about you know sharing it with the world. Because I'm like, oh, okay, you're going to play with my mind. I'm going to play with your mind. Um, and obviously he's been totally on board with the podcast and it's so lovely to finally, as you say, get him on the show and, and kind of hear his right to reply. It's going to be great. Yeah. No, so, so the, the, the format of the podcasts, um, is, is, uh, every, every podcast features a section of the book, uh, read, Absolutely, read yes. by, is this like a chapter you do at a time or a or? chapter each? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So each episode's a chapter. A few times we've had to put two chapters in an episode because, there was one time that a chapter was literally four lines long. And I was like, well, that's going to make a rubbish episode of audio. So let's just cram two together. But generally speaking, yeah. Yeah. They're a chapter and app. Yeah. And, and, so, and you, re- you read it out. Uh, and uh, mm-hmm. Alice and James haven't heard it before and do a kind of a deep textual dive there. Exactly. So they're hearing it for the first time on mic, which is great because you can't really replicate the initial reaction of people to hear this sort of stuff. So... Their reactions are completely genuine and they are hearing it for the first time, as is the listener. So, yeah, they're kind of like the voice of reason in the podcast. They're kind of like, hang on, wait, what? You can't say that. That's completely factually inaccurate. And that is not what a vagina is. Uh, So, yes, they're very good at that sort of thing. (laughs) Yeah. Would it be a particular weakness of his in terms of describing anatomy? Yeah. I mean, I don't know where he went to school, but I would have serious questions about that. Yeah. Uh, biology department to be honest with you he it's almost like he doesn't really care that much he just like writes what he thinks he's like oh that's kind of in the right area move on and let's get back to the spy storyline uh well probably if 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 your dad is in northern ireland he would have grown up in the in an education system whether he's a protestant or a catholic which would be very mm. reluctant to describe any of that well, stuff exactly and that's really shining through i think yes <laughs> <laughs> You know, rather like the kind of Monty Python sketch where they say, this is how babies are made. And you see two people covered in sheets completely. And that's all you learn. Uh, that's it. That's his, that's his, his upbringing for sure. No, the thing is, though, is, is, is the phenomenal success of this. You know, I, 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 and I'm sure the three of you over time were kind of aghast or not aghast is not the right word, but kind of flabbergasted by how successful it's become. Over the years, have you managed to come up with any explanation as to why? Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? I think people ask a lot, you know, what's the secret to the success of the show? And I really don't know. And I think, you know, if I did know, I would be, you know, 
putting that lightning in a bottle and I'd be selling it to everyone. But I think there's something about embarrassing parents mm-hmm. and embarrassing dads, particularly. You know, that, that's such a trope, isn't it? And and I think also having just me, James, and I as being so close and it being such an intimate experience in a way that people feel like they're the fourth friend around the table with us because we've known each other for, for nearly 20 years. Yeah. So I think it has that intimacy and that really comfortable and, and it isn't mean spirited either. You know, the podcast is very warm. It's very affectionate about my dad. So I think people just like a bit of escapism, really. Yeah, and because the three of you, you all went to college together, and and yeah, 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 that's where we all met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so th- they'd know your dad pretty well, would they? Oh yeah, I mean they're they're, they're basically his fifth and sixth children at this point. Yeah, the uh, where do you record it? We record. Uh, it's never changed. Uh, it's always around one of our kitchens, uh, and so we've recorded it all over London over the years um but we, we, we've never really invested in a in a studio because we because we kind of like that feeling of it being in a genuine place and I, I i almost feel like you 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 can hear the warmth of the surroundings when you're recording a podcast and the fact that we are just genuinely sat around having a drink chatting in our houses makes it feel really really relaxed and intimate mm. i think and has it changed all your lives oh yeah i mean my god i will never not be the guy whose dad wrote a porno. I mean, people <laughs> stop me in the street. I mean, every day. It's it's just incredible, um, and it's and it's a lovely legacy. And, and having re- announced that we're ending the show, the outpouring of affection and love that people have for this just stupid little comedy show has been so amazing and something that we didn't really quite expect. I don't think. Yeah. Now, and, and the three of you all had kind of a background in, 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 you know, media production and, and the like mm. anyway. So this won't be your last project, I assume, but it, no, might, yeah. it must be difficult to top this. Well, this is it. And I think, you know, we're all, uh, we're all ac- acutely aware that we probably never will top this in, in certain respects. We were so lucky to really kind of be one of the founding fathers of this new wave of podcasting and, and to have kind of seen the medium grow in the way that it has. You know, when we started, no one really knew what a podcast was. We we would have to get people's phones out and show them the app on their phone. And they'd be like, well, I'm not paying for that. It sounds disgusting. I'm like, no, no, it's for free. It's always for free. And so now everyone's got a podcast. You know, I mean, podcasts are so ubiquitous now. Mm-hmm. So it's been amazing to kind of see how much the medium has kind of been embraced and how it's grown over the years, for sure. Yeah. And so do, you, do the three of you have any idea what you're going to do next or are you going to do something together next? I mean, I'm sure we'll always do stuff together. We, as you say, we all met at university and we met actually doing the student TV station because we're massive geeks. So our friendship's kind of always been built on making stuff and creating stuff together and that's never changed. And my dad wrote a porno was just one of those kind of after school things, you know, where we, we would get back from work and we'd just have some fun making something together. So, yeah, I think we'll always be doing stuff together in some form. Yeah. OK, well, we can uh, look out for that. And, like, and, and, you know, it's worth pointing out that the Belinda Blink series are physical books. You can buy them. How, you can buy them. Yeah. And, and how are how are his book sales? Oh, terrible. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we've had 430 million downloads. I think you sold 12 books. Oh, some, no. No, I'm joking. No, they're yeah. actually quite good. And we were chatting to a publisher the, the other day, and, and apparently his books are actually really successful. So yeah. he's having the last laugh, let's be honest. Because, you know, I mean, and are there f- fans just specific to the books rather than the podcast? I mean, yeah, I, th- I think most people 
know Belinda Blinked through the podcast. I'm not sure I've met anyone who mm. <laughs> started on the books first. Um, but yes, yeah, certainly people really love the world that he's created and the characters that he's conjured up. So I think the fact that he's got his own little fan base now that he can keep writing for is amazing. Yeah. What is your, actually, I'm interested to know, does your father write him out longhand or does he do it on a computer and does it have a spell check? <laughs> he writes it on a laptop that he bought in Spain. It's a complete, it's like a knockoff cheap laptop that I think it doesn't have a spell check or at least that doesn't work and one of the keys doesn't work either so it's it's a shambles i mean honestly walking into that pavilion is just you take your life into your own hands and i mean a fan did make a kind of a um a a fake movie poster for it do you think that might ever be a possibility well i mean we, we we talk about it a lot and every celebrity guest that we have on the show who's a fan of the show whether it's Dame Emma Thompson or Dan Levy or Lin-Manuel Miranda or whoever it might be, they all cast themselves in the movie. They all want to be in these films. So I guess one day it would be hard to, 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 to stop it from happening. That'll be an interesting movie to watch. Uh, Jamie, <laughs> uh, uh, thank you so much for uh, speaking with us today. Congratulations on 430 million, uh, hun- uh, million downloads. And uh, we look forward to uh, hearing what your dad sounds like, uh, actually, as well. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm. On News Talk.